You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. Please welcome your CEO Coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, setup to staffing, the CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Musick. And welcome to this week's broadcast of CEO Coach on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm coming to you from a rather cloudy morning in Seattle, Washington. No surprises there. And I'm bringing to you Jeffrey Music, who is the EVP and CMO of Pitt, Ohio, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hi, Jill. Good to hear from you today. Great. So for those of you listening and wondering about the unusual name, uh, connection here. Yes, Jeffrey is my brother. But uh, we were traveling a little while ago together on a bit of a long road trip there, and we were chatting about our various businesses, and in particular about building a sales team and a biz dev team. And Jeffrey, you've been doing that for how many years now? Uh, Moving in on 30 years. I've been uh, managing sales uh, representatives and managing marketing probably for the last uh, 10 years. Okay. So you've had more experience than almost everybody who's listening in here, um, and even myself included. I've built company and companies, but I haven't always focused on that particular piece of sales and marketing. And as a matter of fact, SEO has a, I don't know, a, a visceral um, allergy, if you will, to having salespeople at all. It's a very different business model than the one you're working on. We work on SaaS, which is software as a service, no hard product, no delivery of a service face-to-face, and we have a global audience. Yours is a very different business model. And if you could explain 
you know how it differs and how it is uh, you know an industrial uh, business model that is providing service and how you build your sales team that would be really interesting to a whole lot of folks who are worried about this idea of you know pit bull sales guys coming into their company and spoiling if you will a corporate culture they'd like to create right so Jill Pitt Ohio is a uh transportation solutions company, but when I first came to work at Pitt, Ohio, back in the late 1980s, uh, we were we marketed ourselves as a trucking company, and we have assets. We've got trucking terminals. Uh, we've got uh, now pushing uh, 2,000 tractors and trailers, and uh, what we provide is uh, business-to-business uh, service transporting goods uh, from uh, a manufacturer to a distributor, from a distributor, and then use customer. Uh, historically, uh, the industry uh, was regulated, and uh, there was a reliance upon a sales representative to differentiate the company. So when you can't compete on uh, transit time and you can't compete on um, price, uh, the only thing you probably do have to, uh, the ability to compete on is customer service and relationship. Uh, so that's really the been uh, the history of why trucking companies have relied on um uh, sales reps to such a high degree. But uh, the industry was deregulated in the late 1980s, and I've spent the majority of my career uh, working in an unregulated environment. And in the unregulated environment, it's, it's uh, now price does become an issue uh, with the advent of um, uh, third-party logistics firms. Uh, there's a lot more commoditization of the service, and it's a couple circle where it's important, more important again. And now they're becoming more important, really, as, as someone who can uh, not so much entertain and build a nice relationship with your customer, but as someone who can solve problems and uh, create logistic solutions. So that's really where we're headed. So do you think of Pitt, Ohio now as a logistics company, and do you still move things simply by truck, or do you move them by a whole lot more things than truck? Well, so uh, historically, uh, we would pick up uh, line haul or transport and then deliver uh, goods, and we would only do it if it was a Pitt, Ohio driver behind the wheel and it was a Pitt, Ohio truck, and it said Pitt, Ohio on the side of the truck. And the reason we did that uh, was to ensure quality uh and security and to make sure that uh, the service was extremely reliable. But over time, and uh, really the, um, ex- the ability to exchange information has, has evolved dramatically in the last 20 years, uh, it's no longer necessary to own all the assets. So while we still are asset heavy, we, we own a lot of our own trucks, uh, we now are partnering with other asset-based companies to create solutions. Uh, while, while Pitt, Ohio operates in the middle Atlantic states in the U.S., uh, we now offer uh, service uh, across all, all, all 50 states in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Uh, next year, we're looking to build out an international dimension as well. And clearly, uh, we're not going to be operating trucks in Europe or Asia uh, or Africa. Uh, will be dependent on somebody else who has uh, those fleets of trucks to uh, perform the pickups or perform the deliveries. Uh, what we'll be doing, though, is managing the uh, customer relationship and the flow of information. And uh, candidly, when you uh, transport a shipment, uh, while it's very important to pick it up on time and deliver it on time and get it there intact, just as important is to manage expectations of the customer relative to when that's going to happen. I'm sure all of you, have, your listeners, have many times ordered things online, and they track it uh, or bird dog the shipment uh, as it as it moves across the country, hopefully to be delivered 
on time to their home. Yeah. Absolutely. And we do that, of course, even in our businesses from, I don't know, delivery of furniture to, um, you know, computer equipment to uh, setting up entire, um, you know, uh, I don't know, just just fields of of things. Not everybody uh, computes in the cloud. So we still have an awful lot of uh, racks as well. So those kinds of things and delivery of those, I remember, was quite critical. And we certainly Mm -hmm. did bird dog those. Sure. Okay, so um, I get a sense of what you're doing and how Pitt, Ohio has evolved over time, and you've pointed out that the uh, department of sales, if you will, and then marketing as well, has changed significantly over time because what you sell relates to other companies. Um, you've kind of created a consortium of companies across the United States, Canada, and into Mexico, and now you'll be doing this internationally, so around the world, down through South America, into Europe, Asia, and so on. So your relationship with all of these folks it has to do, I guess, with congruence in marketing, um, congruence in how perhaps you run your companies and how you feel about uh, managing customers and managing expectations, customer service issues, and so on. I, I would assume you couldn't set up a relationship with a company that could perhaps deliver something on time but treated its customers, uh, you know, unpleasantly, if you will. So well, let's start the beginning. Service, our, our service providers are obviously an extension of our company. That's so it's exactly. very, you know, we need to be very right. careful or selective in who we choose to do business. But uh, I think one of the, the important things in business is to be selective. It's understanding what you will do, but uh, oftentimes when you define your strategy, uh, it's also understanding what you won't do. And that's probably even more important to sometimes understand that that piece. So we're selective in the customers we choose to do business with. Uh, There's certain customers whose uh, needs align with the services we can offer. Others don't. Um, There are employees, our prospective employees that we'll hire, and there are other ones we won't hire. And it's because their their desires, their needs, their personality types don't align with where we're trying to go as a corporation. And uh, so we're very selective there. As I mentioned earlier, we also are very selective with the partners because they're really a reflection of who we are. So let's uh, take a quick break here over at CEO Coach. But when we come back, let's dive deep into how you select your salespeople and your marketing people over the years. Maybe what changed in your uh, selection process or maybe what changed in what you chose to select, you know, the assets and attributes of the people that you chose. Mm -hmm. How you sort that out on your end and choose good folks and then how you train them up, and how you support them over time. This is Jillian Music with Jeffrey Music of Pitt, Ohio on CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet. Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's go inside the WebmasterRadio.fm production studio, where the production team is stitching up podcasts to load up into the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Rock on, Laurie, and rock the world with LinkedIn. Welcome to Domain Masters, a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. Yeah, I want to welcome you to this edition of the SEO Rockstars. Hi, this is Bennett Kelly, and you're listening to the Cyber Law and Business Report. And welcome to CEO Coach. Listen to all of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm podcasts without downloading. Only on the WebmasterRadio.fm Stitcher channel. Just click on the Stitcher banner on our website. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach with Jeffrey Music. Thanks again for taking the show, Jeff. Jill, it's good to be here today, and I'm enjoying the conversation. Great. Uh, so one of the things we talked about as we were tooling around, heading north from New York to Connecticut, as I recall, was how you chose your salespeople, how you hire, how you train, how you avoid having to fire. That's a really hard thing for burgeoning entrepreneurships uh, when you finally realize you've made a mistake. So how do you avoid those mistakes? What do well, you look I, I for it, and has it, it changed over the years? One of the important years? points to make, Jill, is, is that in, in, in my business, uh, we hire our mistakes, right? And uh, uh, and they're the most costly ones out there. So uh, if you make a bad hire, uh, typically uh, just in terms of uh, our culture, in terms of being fair to somebody, we're going to give them an extended period of time to try to prove themselves. And uh, they're going to have to fail for an awfully long time before we're going to uh, be willing to separate from them uh, because we want to give everyone a, a fair chance. Uh, so uh, it, it really becomes incumbent on the manager at Pitt, Ohio, to uh, do a good job looking at a large applicant pool, first of all, understanding clearly what the, the need is that they have and looking to hire uh, for that specific need, and then uh, using their best judgment as possible to um, select the right candidate. Uh, our, you know, our business is, it does not, um, it's not highly technical. Uh, while there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, Jargon in our or uh, in our in, in transportation, uh, there's a lot of nuance to be learned around rate. Uh, it isn't rocket science. So from that standpoint, uh, anyone uh, with the right uh, most people have the aptitude for the business. Uh, the mm-hmm. challenge really is identifying the people who have the proper attitude for the business. And uh, in transportation, it's all about customer service. So we work hard to create a culture here where we treat our employees well. And if we treat our employees well, our thinking is our customers will treat their employees well. And that works for most people. But there's some people who don't respond well to that. And it's our thinking that if the company treats its employees well, uh, our employees then will in turn treat our customers well. Uh, 
And uh, that's the recipe that we've used at Pitt, Ohio, to uh, differentiate ourselves from our competition and uh, win a number of awards, industry awards, recognizing outstanding customer service. Okay, so uh, get let's get some visceral answers in. Those are you know good strategies. If you a, a couple of things, one, what do you actually ask your employees when you're hiring them to kind of get this idea of whether they have the right attitude? What you were saying is they all kind of have the aptitude. So how do you determine attitude? And then the second mm-hmm. one would be what does Pitt Ohio do that says we treat our employees well? What does that mean to Pitt Ohio? So let's start with the first one. What do you actually ask them? So I think the the key one there uh, is it, it's easy to review someone's uh, educational history or professional history on a resume and ask them to relate what happened to certain patterns, people who've been re- promoted rep- repetitively within the same organization. That's usually a good sign. A company can make a mistake once and promote somebody, but they'll probably rarely make the mistake and promote somebody who twice in, in that situation. So that's just maybe a telltale sign. But in terms of asking questions, uh, a key piece is to ask people to describe uh, what they've done, where they succeeded. And I like to ask the question, to ask someone to describe where they've excelled outside of the workplace. Because mm-hmm. I think you get some interesting and telling answers. Some people will discuss excellence in terms of how they've been a, a, an awesome parent. And they'll, obviously you ask them to provide more detail around that. Uh, you can ask, uh, you might find out more around their excellence in an area of, of sport, and you might find out more from there. It could be uh, a passion, and that's really, I think, the word that we're looking for when I talk about excellence and motivation is really a passion uh, for something. And those people who are passionate have a possibility to derive that passion towards your business. Uh, but the people who aren't passionate are going to have a very hard time doing that because if they don't have passion in other parts of their lives, they're not going to have that same passion uh, suddenly manufactured at work. And that, that, that makes good sense. So you literally say, what are you passionate about? To try to, in an open-ended conversation with the customer to, to find this information. Okay, that sounds pretty good. And how do you, um, how do you as Pitt, Ohio, treat your employees well, if you will? What does it mean to Pitt, Ohio? And how do you determine what it is that the employees want? Because I know it's not always about cash. Yeah, well, I think you make a great point there about the cash, Jill. I mean, while people need a certain amount of money uh, to uh, live a good lifestyle, uh, the employee who comes to Pitt, Ohio, or seeks to come to the potential employee who seeks to come to Pitt, Ohio exclusively for the opportunity to make more money uh, isn't somebody we want to hire because uh, the allure of the cash uh, quickly fades and uh, their ability to stay motivated and engaged uh, around taking care of customers or solving problems uh, will disappear. At Pitt, Ohio, we work hard on our benefits package, well, and so that's a form of compensation, uh, but really the message we're, we're sending out is that we're always there for you. So uh, we're one of the few privately held companies in America who still cover 100% of an employee's uh, medical benefits. They make no contribution on a monthly basis. Um, that certainly differentiates us in the marketplace and differentiates us from our, our, our competitors. Uh, so we work hard to become a preferred employer of choice. Uh, we have a pretty relaxed um, work style here. People can 
depending on the nature of the job, some people can telecommute and work from home. Uh, it's a casual work environment here, and we have a lot of tenure with our employees. So uh, uh, as a result, uh, they start to become uh, create almost a professional family uh, at, in the workplace, and uh, they generally start to care about each other at work as friends, not just uh, fellow employees. Okay. So there is probably a congruence in the uh, personalities, almost, of the folks that you hire. Not necessarily that they're all into the same things, but there are some similarities in which you would say, um, I don't know, that guy is even-tempered or that guy has, I don't know, a lot of passion or something. Does that seem right to you where you could get the whole group together and you say there's a single thread or several threads that would bind this entire right. group? So I, I think the competitive uh, – there's this competitive uh, um, competition. I used the word passion previously, but uh, a competitive attribute is out there too as well, especially as it relates to the sales team. Uh, so uh, somebody who wants to win, and again, it's not so much as, well, it's great to make more money, and that certainly is a motivator out there. It's more the thrill of closing the deal, the fact that I was able, as a salesperson, to persuade somebody to uh, buy my service, agree with my proposal, uh, is a win for some people. Uh, for other people, it isn't. Now, obviously, what you want to try to do is find the people who uh, – this is a driver or a motivator. Uh, you know, being a hard worker is important, uh, but uh, being a hard worker uh, who's motivated wins is even more important. And I, I think that uh, sometimes uh, you'll you can find employees who are willing to come in extremely early, stay extremely late, work the weekends, be extremely diligent. They may not excel in the sales environment. Uh, working hard is necessary, but it's not sufficient. That makes good sense. So I think what you're trying to say is the attributes of a salesperson who would love to work at both Pitt, Ohio, and at places where the corporate culture is solidly about solving problems for the consumer, not simply charging the consumer for a particular service or product, would be that they have passion around their connection to the company, that they really do feel like this company is the way to go, right? This is the right choice for a number of reasons. And they have the thrill of having convinced someone else that this is so as well. You sum it up well, Jill. Okay. (laughs) We're going to take one more break here at CEO Coach. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how you've mentored these people over time and what your top tips would be for people who are building their entrepreneurships now and have to come up with a uh, marketing and a sales department. This is Jillian Music with Jeffrey Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. WebmasterRadio.fm The addiction that's good for you. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back to the last segment of CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with my brother, Jeffrey Music of Pitt, Ohio. Welcome back, Jeff. Good to be here, Jill. Okay, so we've talked a couple of things about how you hired the um, folks in sales and how you've uh, treated folks as a company, how the company sees the, uh, the role of salespeople in terms of a problem solver rather than somebody who's just after the cash. So you're looking for the right motivators, if you will. Uh, the folks who want to join the company will be looking for a longer-term relationship. We've even talked about the thread that might be running through the entire organization. I'd like to end the show by discussing the mentorship. You've had a number of roles yourself over the years, and at one point you were sales manager. You started a salesperson, then you became a sales manager, and you went on from there. Today, if you were hiring a sales manager, what would be those attributes, and what did you do to mentor the people under you along the way? So, Jill, I think it's really important to understand that the, attrib- uh, the attributes that make for a successful sales rep are not the same ones that make for a successful sales manager. Uh, while it's always great to have it, and it's important to have experience selling uh, before you become a sales manager, so you've walked in the shoes of the people who work for you. That's absolutely very helpful. You understand the problems and issues associated with the sale. Uh, oftentimes, I find that the uh, with a sales manager, I'm looking for somebody uh, who's maybe a little bit more analytical uh, and maybe maybe even a little bit uh, has more of a, a marketing bent to them so that they're looking at things more strategically rather than tactically. Oftentimes, I'm asked, what's the difference between sales and marketing? And if you want the, the quick answer, this is the marketing strategic and sales is tactical. Both are necessary, uh, 
uh, to move the business forward, uh, but they need to work in conjunction. Uh, from a mentoring standpoint, I think the most the biggest mistake a sales manager can make is that often uh, they'll work with a sales rep and they'll see the sales rep may not be succeeding and they'll then try to do the sales rep's job and go out and close the sale. And uh, as a sales manager, while you, you want to make your numbers and you want to help grow the company, it's probably the most important thing to understand. That's the thing you can't do. Uh, your job is to teach the sales rep or help the sales rep understand where they need to improve, why the sale, why they may be failing, and uh, what they might need to change. So it's really a much more of a coaching role uh, in terms of uh, helping to explain uh, and teach how, how how the rep can improve. It's also something of a motivator. So I think the analogy of a sales coach is very strong. Uh, so that uh, I really believe that it's hard for a sales rep to excel uh, in their professional life if they're not really doing well in their personal life. So trying to understand uh, where the the sales rep might be on a personal end will also help. Uh, if they're succeeding there, will also help in their professional life. That makes things very complicated. It means you've hired much more than, if you will, a cog in a wheel. Um, one has to have really an arms around relationship with the entire team. So uh, complexities abound. Uh, <laughs> if well, you had to, oh, I'm sorry, you had a thought on there. Go. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, I think uh, it's all about energy. So, you know, it's what you invest in your business. So as an entrepreneur, if you're passionate about your business and you're passionate about uh, taking your message out to your customers, you need to be passionate about investing in your employees. So it's understanding who they are and communicating, um, listening, probably be, be the key word there, and then selectively communicating where they might look to improve or change. Does make good sense. Um, I, I think the constant thread here has been this concept of passion. Uh, many entrepreneurs have passion around their idea and their business and what they're building and how it will help the world and, and so on. I think that what you're really trying to tell us perhaps is find people who have that same passion and that would be a good basis for your first salespeople. They will share that passion with the rest of the world and bring them back to the company. And then maybe just to add on to that idea, be passionate about your people. As important as it might be to be passionate about your value proposition or to be passionate about your customers, you need to be equally, if not more, passionate about your employees. And if you do that, you have a chance to build a successful team. Fantastic. So you had a book that you were reading. Uh, you said you were doing that actually in preparation for the show. Mm-hmm. Can you share what that book is about and why you would recommend yeah. it? Yeah, I think I, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and uh, it was a nice write-up on it. It was called Never Hire a Bad Salesperson Again. Uh, uh, the author is uh, Dr. Christopher Croner. It's, it's built on uh, a lot of uh, research of uh, sales hires that went well and sales hires that did not go well. And the key attribute that came out of that, I talked to earlier in the conversation about uh, looking for somebody who's passionate and looking to excel. I think they like to use the word driven, uh, but I think it all goes to that same uh, concept that you're looking to find people who uh, thrive on the win as opposed to find people who who are simply motivated to make money. Makes good sense. And then the last thing before we hang up here today, tell me about how the communication goes between your salespeople and 
kind of everybody else in the business. For example, in technology, we have very different mindsets and personalities, those who would be uh, coding and, and being engineers and so on, and those who would be in the marketing department or in the sales department. In your industry, there are also people with different roles, uh, the guys who run the trucks, the guys who you know load and this and that or arrange for all of the logistics. Those are very mm-hmm. different mindsets. How do you manage communication between the uh, departments? Well, so uh, dynamic tension, I think, is a, is a, is a nice way to describe it. <laughs> but uh, So uh, we have uh, an operating group, uh, and they're the guys who make it happen every day uh, in terms of picking up, line hauling, and delivering the shipments. And uh, that's a very process-driven world. And then we've got the sales reps out there uh, looking to grow the company, understand customers' needs, and craft solutions. And sometimes that requires us to change our processes. And obviously, that's what leads to that dynamic tension within our company. Should we change our process? Can we change our process? Uh, and mm-hmm. Can we make money and change our process? All good questions and all ones that need to be answered. So, do you involve your staff in those things where you would actually get the salespeople and the process people together and start discussing and explaining why it might or might not be a good idea until you bring that back? Or do you discuss that kind of at the senior level and then bring it back to both teams saying, we've you know, grappled with this and we think these are the good decisions and this is why? Well, I think there are two ways we try to drive alignment throughout the entire company uh, across all the different departments. And the, the first one is, is we put together a business plan each year. We're very explicit about what our goals are for that year. We have a mission we, that doesn't change in terms of who we are and who we want to be, what we aspire to be. But in terms of our goals for the year, we're very specific. And uh, we identify in our first years we put the plan together we probably had 15 initiatives on there we've learned over the years better to have less than five on there for a year and uh, what we then do is build out tactics behind them so uh, we as opportunities come in we try to align them with the initiatives and make sure uh, that they're congruent with it Uh, there are times we will be pragmatic and and collectively make a decision to do something because there's a chance uh, to grow the company and make more money by taking advantage of a, uh, an opportunity that's emerged that we didn't see at the beginning of the year. Uh, we put processes together to make our, our, our groups work together. One of the best ones is what we call our onboarding process. So once we've got a customer to agree to our price and service uh, proposal, give us essentially a verbal award, and we, we've uh, most importantly agreed on what the pricing will look like going forward, we then put together a conference call with our customer decision maker and members of his team and then we bring in our operating group as well our administrative group our customer service group and our intent there is to get our customer to communicate not to the sales rep but to our entire team directly what their needs are and what they're looking for us to accomplish what we find is it's tremendously successful in driving alignment around our company and uh, when the customer first starts to use our service day one they're getting the experience they wanted uh, rather than us having to play catch up and kind of inform people along the way oh we didn't quite do this the way the customer wanted out of the gate uh, we need to do something a little differently 
It's fantastic. Um, and that is brilliant advice for any entrepreneurship, uh, the handoff from the sales relationship to the customer service relationship is critical to the long-term success of that customer and to increasing their lifetime uh, with, the, with your corporation and, of course, their lifetime value. So we've run a little bit over here. We're going to send you that link uh, to the book inside uh, Facebook. And, Jeffrey, if somebody does want to get a hold of you and pick your brain a little bit for something more in-depth, can they do that at Pitt, Ohio? Sure. Send me an email. Uh, you'll maybe put it up on uh, your Facebook page there, Jill. Okay. Your email is Jeff, G-E-O-F-F. Now, now, yeah, well, let's go with my work one. So it's G-M-U-E-S-S-I-G at Pitt, Ohio, P-I-T-T, Ohio.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. You can download these shows through iTunes or at webmasterradio.fm. Till next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.